to Single and Loving It with your host, Grace Hufton. It is a wonderful day today. Every day is a great day when you are living for God, quite honestly, because if God is on your side, then it's going to be a good day. And God is for you. He's not against you. He loves you. He thinks you are awesome. And so just keep thinking about that. Just like I love the scripture, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think about those things. So even right now, just start thinking about some lovely things in your life. Think about how God loves you. Think about how Jesus died for you. Think about how we get to spend eternity in heaven. It's going to be amazing. But even today, you can have a joy-filled life today. And so I'm so glad that you all joined today. We're going to be talking about some dating experiences. It's going to be a fun episode. And I want to thank everyone who submitted some of their dating stories. Thank you so much. I, I enjoyed reading them. There have been some interesting dating experiences that you all have gone through. This and dating can come with some challenges, but I just want to encourage you in this episode and let's laugh at some of the awkward things, but also we're going to get into the word about just how there are some guidelines to how to find your husband because the Bible doesn't really talk about dating per se, um, but it does talk about who you should be connected to. So before we get into that, I want to read I picked two winners for the dating stories challenge and they will remain anonymous, but the first one is a story. Basically, she was getting hit on by a guy in her high school class. This is when she was in high school and just basically randomly said that she looks gorgeous. And she was like, okay. He said, what are you doing this Sunday? And she said, I'm going to church, trying to scare him off. I said, yeah, I'm a pastor's kid and I love Jesus. And apparently his response was, I can be all kinds of Christian around your dad. No, we don't want guys who will just act Christian around our parents. Like, no, that's not not who we want. But then apparently he wrote down his number and slid it across the desk to her, which she wisely left on the table. She did not take it. And then apparently later on when she was in college, he bumped into her. He proceeded to tell her that he has a new apartment and said, hey, let's go there together and skip class. (laughs) So wisely again she said no and brushed him off and went away but then apparently they had the same class together and he just spent the whole time staring at her it's like whew. <laughs> like oh my goodness sometimes it can be so awkward when guys are pursuing you and they are just not the one for you <laughs> so that's uh one of the winners the other winner is <laughs> the most random story that I don't know if this has happened to anybody else in the history of dating. So she said she was on a date and they were just walking, going on a walk and just talking. And they were, they passed by a park. So they went and sat down at the picnic table and she said, we heard a noise. We looked over and there was a possum. And she said, the possum started running towards them. (laughs) So she said they she and her date both jumped up and started running away, and she ran to the swings to climb up the swing and to get away from the possum. The possum followed her, and her date kept running and ran to the car and just stayed in the car while the possum was underneath her, and she said that she was, like, screaming but also hysterically laughing. She said, finally, the possum left, and then she tried to go find her date, and he that's when she found out that he was terrified in the car. But then they ended up getting married. And she said, you know, I ended up marrying him even though he was a wimp in that moment. So you never know. You know, don't 
if a guy runs away when a possum attacks you, you know, don't write him off. He might still be a good man. <laughs> so those are the two winners of the dating stories challenge. Thank you so much for sending in your stories. I hope that you never get chased by a possum. <laughs> so as we start talking about the wonderful world of, world of dating, I just want to say there is no secret formula to find your spouse because I have been asking happily married people, you know, their story. How did you two meet? How did you know they were the one? And I've been like mentally taking note of this since I was like, I don't know, young twenties. I'm 30 now. And I've just been secretly storing all of these stories away. And I like came to the conclusion, like no story is the same. It seems like everyone has found each other in some different way, shape, or form, you know? So there's not one way to find your spouse. So just take a deep breath in, let it out. There's no pressure to find the perfect formula. The only thing you need to do is follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Also, don't lower your spiritual standards of who you want in a spouse, Let me get into some of my (sighs) dating stories, dating world, and in my experience with, um, you know, trying to find the man I'm supposed to be with, I've been on online dating. I found many people who are quote unquote saved and quote unquote believers. You know, they believe in God and they believe in Jesus is that, that he's the savior And they say that they're born again. And so I'll get into these conversations with these guys and then slowly but surely their tune would change and they would start talking just like they weren't believers. And I said, well, that's not what you were saying before. Like that's like (laughs) this one guy, this guy was the closest that I got to actually even going on a date with someone. I've talked to many different people This guy, we actually exchanged numbers. We were talking for like a week or two and we were planning to, I was planning to meet him at a coffee shop and he was talking about how much God means to him and how church is super important to him and all this other stuff. And then I started talking a little bit more and then all of a sudden he tells me that he doesn't even go to church. And I was like, oh, then he was trying to push me to go to a bar and drink, even though I told him I don't drink. And then he's, I haven't even met this guy yet. And then he starts talking about going away on a weekend trip together. And I was, I said, that was the last straw. I said, you know what? This actually, I don't even want to go on a date with you anymore. I said, you are going in the complete opposite direction of what, how you started off this conversation. I like this, my standards are, I do not go away on a weekend trip with a guy that I'm not married to. It's like, what? No, you're just asking for trouble. And like, no, you're not going to pressure me into to drinking. No, I'm not doing that. And so that's when I felt the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit had been dealing with me for a while about getting off online dating. And so finally I felt like the Lord said, okay, will you now get off? Okay, fine, fine. I'll get off. I'll get off. But because I felt such a pressure, like I felt like people were looking to me, like, why are you still single? Something's wrong with you. You got to find your husband. I was like, ah, and I started trying to make it happen in my own ability and my own strength. So I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to, well, of course, you know, you know, I have a desire to be married. And so I, I felt like, you know, if I didn't step out and do something that it wasn't going to happen. And again, I'm not saying that you have to get off online dating. I know people who have met people 
on there and God can use it. Cause basically it's, you know, the Holy spirit can lead you to a guy on there and that's how he can connect you with them. But don't feel like you are, have to be pressured and it's like your life's purpose to find your spouse and it's all on you. No, it's all on God. And as you seek him, as you seek the kingdom of God, he will add all these things to you. He will add your husband to you. Don't feel such pressure from the world that you start trying to do it in your own strength and in your own abilities. But that's also not to say just just not, you know, talk to guys at all. You know, you have to talk to people and be open in order when that man comes around, you know, just be led by the Holy Spirit. And I have had some... Uh, interesting experiences when it comes to talking to guys. I'm not even going to call it dating. And if you don't know me, I've been in two relationships. And then uh, other than those two relationships, I've been on dates with a few guys here and there. I've been talking to some guys. People try to set me up with other people and I've been very open. I'm a very open and trusting person. Uh, I guess by nature, I'm very... Uh, whatever you say, I'm going to believe I'm the most gullible person I know. <laughs> That's what I say, which, you know, in a good, it could be good and, and, and it can be very bad. So I've also, after my experiences with dating, I've had to go back to the Lord and just um, rebuild my ability to trust people because I've been through pretty bad situations. And this and if you know, if you, if you're out there and you know me and you know the two guys that I was actually in a relationship with, I'm not including these two guys in my stories and just to kind of put it out there, they're both great guys. It just wasn't, we weren't supposed to be together. Uh, and then there were some other situations I found myself in afterwards trying to you know, put myself out there, go on dates. I was very open and I just learned, you know what, ladies, not the guys out there, they're human. They have weaknesses, they have fears, and they have doubts. And I've just been in situations where, like, I was talking with a guy and it wasn't serious. We weren't in a relationship, but we went on a few dates. We were talking on the phone. He even sent me flowers to my job, which, if guys, if you're listening, don't send flowers to a girl's job unless you're actually really interested in her. Because guess what? Now all of her coworkers are going to be asking her about the guy that sent her flowers. Anyways, that's my, that's one of my stories, so... Yeah, this guy sent me flowers to my jobs. So of course, now everyone's involved. Like, oh, this, who sent you flowers? And then I found out through Facebook, you know, I guess like, I don't know how long we were talking, but I found out through Facebook that he had a girlfriend, but he hadn't told me that we were done talking, that he didn't, wasn't interested anymore. So that, I mean, that really hurt me. I like that stung. And I remember I was actually at I was out of state being a part of one of my other friend's wedding. And that's when I found out that the guy that I was kind of talking to and interested in, the guy that we've been on a few dates, the guy that sent me flowers, that we were no longer talking. That's how I found out was that he had a girlfriend on Facebook. And I've been through other situations where it hurt. It hurt my heart. And I just want to say, I I want to be an encourager to you if you've been on dates or if you've been in dating situations where your heart has been hurt I want to let you know that there is healing for your heart, that God sees things that you've gone through. God sees that you've gone through disappointments, but God wants to restore your heart. He wants to restore your ability to trust other people because here's the danger is that when you do get hurt, that you build up a wall and you no longer want to be open. 
And then that's also not good because this is what I say. You only have one heart to love out of. So if you build up your wall, you know, to guys in general, then you're building up a wall around your heart with everyone else in your life, people in your family, your friends, even to God. If you build up a wall around your heart, it's going to affect every relationship that you have. If you build up a wall of distrust, that wall is going to affect the other relationships and the trust that you have with them. And so if you have been jilted, if you have been in hurtful situations, be open and honest with yourself and with God and say, God, that hurt. I don't know if I'm going to be able to step out again and talk to another guy. Allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in your heart and be open to meeting new people and realize that, you know, the next guy is not going to be like the other guy, but also be completely reliant upon the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't close your heart off to the world. Don't close your heart off to other potential guys because you might be closing yourself off to the man that God has for you. So right now, do a heart check. Ask the Holy Spirit, where is my heart right now? If you've been hurt in the past by dates that have gone wrong, by relationships that have gone wrong, do a heart check right now and say, am I hurt? Do I have disappointment? Do do I have distrust? And just be open and honest with, with yourself and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? I need healing. I need restoration. I don't want to carry baggage from past relationships into my next relationship. You need to leave that in the past. You need to for- also forgive them. Forgive the guy that has hurt you. I will say this. In one of the relationships that I had after it was over, I had it was very painful. Very, very painful. And I was very upset and But I knew I had unforgiveness towards that person. And I knew that I could not carry that with me. But I couldn't seem to shake it. I I was like, oh, it just, it hurt so bad. And I couldn't seem to shake it. And so this is, it's like, you know what? I know forgiveness is important to you, Lord. So it's important to me. And so I made a decision. I'm going to go to morning prayer meetings at my church and pray for that person. And it didn't even take long. Thank the Lord. It was a miracle that the first morning I went, I think it was like a 6 a.m. prayer meeting on a Friday morning. I went and I just began to pray in the Holy Spirit for that person. And I was like, Lord, I, I forgive them. I forgive them. And I just spoke it out in faith. I didn't have feelings of wanting to forgive them. I was very hurt, very upset. And it didn't take long. It was about maybe like 15, 20 minutes. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, praying for this person. And then all of a sudden, supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, all of my anger and my bitterness towards that person just melted away. And then all of a sudden it was like the Holy Spirit, let me see that person the way that the Holy Spirit sees that person. And it was like the Holy Spirit showed me why it happened and what happened in their life to bring them to that point to cause me pain. And I felt compassion. And so then I started praying for them. And I I truly and genuinely wanted the best for them. And I started praying for their prosperity. I started praying for their blessing. I started praying that they would be successful in life. And I started praying that, um, that his heart would be healed if I, if I hurt his heart and I wanted the best for him. And so then I got to leave that there that day and I no longer carried any bitterness. And so that's what you need to do. If you've had hurt, pain, you need to forgive that person because if you carry that hurt and that pain around, then if the guy that's supposed to be with you comes over, but you're so hurt and you have so much distrust that you block them from your heart and from your life, you need to be open and vulnerable to the Holy Spirit so that you can hear the voice of God when it's time to be connected with 
that guy or if you're a guy listening to the, the woman that God has for you. And so I'm going to pray for you. If you're out there and you have a hurt heart, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Lord, I thank you that you are the healer of broken hearts. Lord, that you have come to bind up their wounds. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help them on that journey of laying down their hurts, of forgiving people that have hurt them and entrusting their heart to you. I thank you, Lord, that you will fill their hearts, Lord, with pure love and with joy. I thank you, Lord, that you'll open up their eyes to see things that they haven't seen before. Give them eyes of understanding of the situation. I thank you, Lord, that you will give them the grace and the power and the ability to forgive and lay down their past hurts. And I thank you, Lord, that as they move forward in the life that you have called them to, that they will do it with faith and with confidence and with love and with grace and without carrying old hurts or old baggages, Lord, that they will be free to live the life that you've called them to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Be encouraged today that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He has good things in store for you because he does. He genuinely does. But there are things in our life that we hold on to that hold us back. And so it's up to us to let it go and give it to God. Well, I pray that you all have a wonderful rest of your day. This has been such a great experience, this podcast, talking with all of you. The reason why I wanted to do the Dating Challenges stories is because I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to connect with you and keep messaging me. If you need someone to pray with you and agree with you, if you have had some past hurts, I'm here to pray with you and know that there are good things in store for you from God. And I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.